Welcome to Think Peace, the podcast for founders, creators, coaches, and curious minds building the future of online business. I'm your host, Sarah M. Chapel. It's time to think deeper. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Think Peace podcast. Um, before we dive into our episode today, it's it's a juicy one. Um, I just wanted to let you know that the podcast has moved over to Substack. This doesn't really impact you in any major way. You're already listening to it. The feed remains the same, but it does mean that you can now click on over to the episode website uh, from whatever podcast uh, listening device you are using. And from that, directly access both the transcription and the ability to comment. Uh, I'm excited about this because podcasting is notoriously a one-way conversation and this way we can engage a little bit more and I'm looking forward to learning from you and hearing how the podcast is impacting you and what questions you have and what you want to share about what we're talking about here on the show. I will also mention those of you that are paying ThinkPeace subscribers, you should have received an email from me already, but you actually have a private version of this feed that also includes audio versions of the essays and other posts at ThinkPeace. So make sure that you activate that so you can get both all of these regular episodes, but also the episodes that are available just for you as a paying ThinkPeace subscriber. If you want the extra episodes and the audio versions of essays, you like to listen to stuff more, you can upgrade over at thinkpeace.fyi for the low, low cost of like a buck 75 a week or something like that. So today I'm going to tell you a little story. Uh, it's this past Friday night around 9 PM Eastern time. And I'm watching the crown. The crown is a fictionalization of the British monarchy, basically since the start of queen Elizabeth's reign. And in the current season, which was just released, we have caught up into the mid nineties. Uh, no spoilers here. This has already happened. It's based on real life. And we have now reached when Diana, the princess of Wales, the people's princess is killed. In this fictionalization, the viewer is given this really claustrophobic episode where paparazzi are everywhere. Diana's running through the streets of Monte Carlo. Um, She has to hide in a jewelry store from some teenagers who want a photo with her. It's like this swarm of teenagers. It's very scary. (laughs) There are all of these these scenes in Paris uh, where the paparazzi are on motorbikes and they are just swarming their car. And throughout Paris, Dodi Al-Fayed, who Diana is dating, screams at his driver to drive faster, to dodge better. Eventually they crash and they die. I'm watching this episode and I start crying early on. I try to be quiet. My husband is already in bed. The dog is sitting with me and she looks at me like I do when I cry, when I'm stressed. She's trying to figure out what I need. And I'm crying because this is what Instagram feels like to me. So my mind criticizes this as soon as I feel it, right? Voluntarily posting on Instagram is not the same as being chased to your death for your photograph. Unlike Diana, right? No one would really care if I never posted again. I would fade out, illegible in my absence, and then be forgotten. And that's almost worse. (laughs) And I cry harder. (laughs) I get up then. Right? And I deactivate my account. I've actually never done this before. I've been on Instagram for 10 years. I've never done this before. I pause the show to go to my computer in my office and do it. Uh, deactivation is not deletion. It's a couple of clicks and then you're back in. But I find my breath moving more deeply in my lungs, just knowing that I can't be perceived, just knowing that 
that none of you can see me and the you, I don't know who the you is, but some you out there cannot see me. I feel safe for the first time in so long. It's as if I'm a body now, not an idea. And that body is at home on the couch with a dog, not circulating in silicon across the globe far beyond my control. I finished the episode. It is racist and reductionist and so silly. It is a terrible season. The show has gone completely off the rails. I'm not sure it was ever good, but now it's really bad. When the credits roll, I feel a prick of fear. My fingers start twitching. What if someone needs me? Instagram is important. I have to do it. I actually do not have a choice. I'm required to do it. Without it, someone won't know how to reach me. Someone won't know that I had followers or that I had been someone, some micro-influencer online at some point. So I go back to my laptop in my office and I reactivate my account. My breath deepens again. I can be found. I can be perceived. There is something deeply pathetic and deeply sad about crying over a social media app on a Friday night, especially one that gives me less and less. I get so little out of it and I put so little in and I still think about it all the time. Every time I do feed it, I feel sick. If I post something personal, a photo or my face or a video of something I'm doing, I feel like I've lost a bit of myself and it makes me want to die. Is that hyperbole? Not really. No. Using my public Instagram provokes suicidal ideation in my mind. And yet I haven't been able to quit. I feel obliged now to draw a connection between my drinking and drug use, now many years behind me, and the way that Instagram makes me feel, which is much like how drinking used to make me feel. It's true. It makes me feel terrible and then relieved and then like I want to die. How boring. (laughs) Boring. Every time I say this, I'm so bored. Just quit already. Give it up. Get a job. Like There are so many people who don't perform their lives online and they survive. They get paid. They are loved. But then how will you find me? I don't mean that literally. This is not a question of how to use the internet for business. I, I have those answers. But the part of me that has lived on Instagram for a decade asks, how will you find me without it? Am I me without it? Do I even exist? On Friday, I had posted to promote an offering. I did it because I need money. Anytime I promote something now, I want to die. Touching that kind of language, reminding myself of what I've been doing for the past eight years, no matter how much I dress it up under service and my own right to survive, it makes me ill. This is burnout, suppose, the deep burnout a complete and utter revulsion to work. And I keep thinking I'm better. I have an idea. I try to follow through. I don't actually truly think that promotion is bad. I don't. I have no problem with selling. I have no problem with making things and offering them to the world. My body, however, is terrified. It's disgusted. It shuts down. I did so many of the right things, you know. Four-day work week, healthy boundaries, email autoresponder. (laughs) I haven't worked full time in months. I haven't been able to, but my brain, it can't stop. It knows I should be doing more. And since I'm not, I deserve my fate, my financial precarity, my dawning irrelevance. After I posted about the offer, right? I posted a video from the climbing gym. I like climbing and I would like to talk about it with more people. I was excited. The video showed a route that I'm projecting on the tallest wall in the gym. 
very, till very recently, I couldn't even climb on the walls at all. I was so scared of heights. I posted it and smiled. And then I felt sick, like I was going to be found out. For what, I don't know. But people had already seen it, and I was embarrassed to take it down. And then I felt like I had to explain why viewers couldn't reply to the video. You see, I had closed off all direct messaging options a while ago because seeing message notifications on Instagram makes me want to die. I have to check it immediately. I'm so afraid of what it will be. I cannot read them, but I have to. Nothing bad has happened to me on Instagram in years. And nothing truly bad has ever happened to me there. But what if this message is the one? I don't know what it could be, but this could be it. I started crying again. I feel like such a fool before you. Who cares, right? Use it how you want, Sarah, or use it not at all. But I don't feel like I have a choice. Without it, I will be lost. You will never find me. I will never make money. I will die. I posted then about not using DMs anymore and told people how they could contact me instead. And then I felt so silly because no one needs to contact me. I've, it, it doesn't even matter. You can find me elsewhere or not. It isn't important. I am now broke and scared and have no idea who I am. I feel like I went from so many opportunities to nothing. And if I'm no longer on Instagram, then I will be nothing. It will be like I was never there, a decade of work lost. I thought we were friends. I thought you respected me. I thought you needed me. I feel so sick in my head and in my body. I'm going to cry again. I am spending hours and hours of my life crying about a social media app. I am 37 years old. I am married. I am sober. I ran a successful company and chose to close it from a pace of authenticity and agency. I'm writing a novel and it doesn't suck. I am a sister, a daughter, a dog mom. I climb poorly, but passionately. I love my neighborhood. I love my friends. I am so much more than this. So I finally did it. I archived 10 years of work. I hit it all. I posted one thing that says where else you can find me online or in real life if you know how to do that. And I logged out. I'm done. I hope that Instagram does not make you feel the way it makes me feel. I hope that you are able to use these tools in a way that is supportive and connective. But I know that a lot of you can't. I know that a lot of you, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or email or something you think you have to do, that you can't use it the way that you want to, that you have tried that you have tried over and over again to game the system, to set up the boundaries, to use the apps on top of the apps, to hack the system, that you have tried to individually fit yourself into something, to morph your body and morph your mind, to do what is required of you, to get what return you can. And I get it. Because I don't know where to go from here. But if maybe you're ready, well, you won't be alone. I hope if you need it, this might give you the momentum, the strength, the inkling of the idea to be done with whatever that thing is, whether it's an app, a relationship, an offer, a client, 
an entire business, a place you live. The thing that you are convinced that if you make a change, you're going to lose everything. You might. You might. As I learned when I got sober, maybe some of those are things that it's good to lose. And there are other things on the other side. Whatever it is that you stayed up crying about on Friday night, I hope you can let it go. Thanks for listening to my story. I want to let you know that I am safe. You know, I mentioned uh, some strong feelings during this. I am cared for. I am being very well taken care of. I'm okay. I hope you're okay too. I really hope this is the last time that I have to talk about how Instagram makes me feel, but we'll see. I'm thinking of you. I am curious about how we can continue to do good work in the face of so many things that try to make it hard, impossible, dehumanizing. And for now, at least, you can find me here on the podcast. You can find me on my newsletter. See you, uh, I'll see you on the internet, just, just not on Instagram. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Think Peace. You can read the newsletter, join the community, and learn how to work with me at thinkpeace.fyi. I'll see you next time.